Jess Corcoran. And I'm Laura McCann. Welcome to the Thriving While 9 to 5 in podcast. Welcome back to our second episode. To start, we really just want to say thank you to everyone that has listened so far. We're totally blown away by the amount of um, people that have listened and yeah, it's incredible and thank you so much. If you've got any feedback, please feel free to get in touch. We'd love to know. And if you are enjoying the podcast, um, please give us a, a nice review on Apple Podcasts. It's got a lovely five-star review already, thanks to me. So um, yeah, if you enjoy it... <laughs> Please get in touch um, and, yeah, just, just get involved. We, we'd love to hear more from you if you've got any questions you want to ask us. So, as I say, get in touch with both on social media. So you can find me on Instagram at, at jesscorcoran.co.uk and you can find Laura at laurameetworld13. So get in touch with us. Right, so we'll kick off and over to Laura. Laura, we want to hear about how your challenge has been and your high and low for the week. Cool. So... Um, last week I was saying how I was trying to do a bit of a new morning routine. So I'm spending about 90 minutes working on my like travel side gig business that I've started this year. Um, and then I'll do like half an hour of Bible time and then start my day. And I was wanting to put into that having half an hour of bit of exercise, go for a walk, get outside as well. And I've done it! So, well done thanks um yeah there's a like a, a little park outside like the back of where i live and um yeah it's not very exciting at all so half asleep me just does about three laps of that every morning but do you know what it is it is perfect and it's changed things you know i don't have to worry about going out in the dark or work putting me off wanting to do it i just i'm up i'm out and by the time nine o'clock hits and i'm at my desk i've already done stuff that wasn't yeah. just job in the day. Like I've done me stuff, which is perfect and exactly what I wanted. Um, yeah, it's a nice balance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then my high and low. So we'll go with the low because um, yeah, we can end on a high because that's always best. Um, yes, definitely. My low for this week, I think, has been my mood has just been a bit crap. Now, th- there's one. It's one of those where like there's reasons for it. The world's gone a bit shite hasn't it and yeah an understatement (laughs) yeah just to put it really simply um and of course you know as in most people's jobs i'm sure you have your stresses and your ups and downs anyway and this has just been a bit more of a down week in that regard and whatnot um but it's also one of them where like i don't necessarily know why um but don't need to overthink or anything like that it's just one of them where my mood has not been what it can usually be shall we say um so that's been a bit yeah it is just a bit tough isn't it like when you're going about day to day and you just know you're not your usual chipper self yeah definitely I found that um so am I going to talk about this on the podcast yes I am so I had um online CBT earlier this year it was the second time I've had CBT and the one thing it taught me was that um the importance of recognizing that you some things will pass and I I don't think I ever allowed myself to think do you know what I'm having a rubbish day and that's okay but it doesn't necessarily mean tomorrow and the next week yeah. will be okay and and I've learned that sometimes you've just got to sit you've just got to sit in the rubbishness haven't you like 100% yeah 100% so it's really interesting that you bring up your CBT when you say that because that's actually but my CBT, hey guys, we're CBT people. <laughs> um, therapy, give us the therapy. Yeah. What a gang. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, so it, it's definitely one of these things that I picked up with me was that I really struggled to sit with just feeling a bit down and a bit out because I'm such an active, energetic, enthusiastic person anyway. Like, I love living. So it's that thing for me where you suddenly have like you're sad what you do with sadness like if you're angry you tell someone off don't you yeah or yeah i'll like go to the gym and have a box or chuck a kettlebell about and name it whoever's pissed me off like you can do something with that emotion but i really struggled with sadness and like disappointment because you can't do anything with them you just have to sit in it um but yeah as 
so one of my things when part of the reason that I was going to CBT was um, I had quite bad anxiety and it got to the point where for me, it's actually, it actually got really physical. Um, so in terms of like, I would, I would have panic attacks um, while I was drunk, which was pretty much the most terrifying things I've ever gone through. I mean, it's terrifying anyway, but while drunk as well, must oh, yeah. be especially another level. It was horrendous. Um, and there was things as well, like, so in my sleep, um, I would grind my teeth really badly. So to the point where, um, like, basically my teeth are just really sensitive now. And I can, like, as soon as I'm a bit stressed, my jaw can just get really tight and all that kind of classic stuff. And so I'm kind of in a place now where I was like, Do you know what, I've done the CBT and it has really, really helped. But that's kind of like a cause of it i've still got to then go and deal with the symptom so i'm officially booked into the dentist so is that my time oh, really good yeah. no great no it oh, is God. i'm so glad you're onto it because it is that thing of like so what's your hyper week i'm going to the dentist but no as like a, I'm wait till you hear mine <laughs> But as I get, I'm looking after myself and I'm doing something that I really needed to, like I really need to do for me. Like it is a big high and I'm not looking forward to the bill. But um, you know, no. so if anyone wants to sponsor this and help me out with it, um <laughs> Please. Please. Um yeah. but it's yeah, it's just a massive like I'm being a grown up looking after myself thing. And so yeah, it's a massive high. I totally agree because I find that uh, anyone who has listened to this and you know who struggled with depression anxiety other mental health issues one of the hardest things that you can do when you feel in that place is to prioritize your own well-being and yeah. do stuff that is is beneficial to you and you know i'm not going to go into it here and you know loads of detail but you know if you've experienced that you will know it is hard to to prioritize yourself so good on you girl like you'll have you'll have amazing teeth next time you next time you're on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah when we're finally allowed to see each other and can do like a video one or something my teeth will be hollywood smiling it go shining (laughs) so go on tell me about your week oh no how did you get on with your challenge Oh yeah, so my challenge for anyone who can't remember, and you should be able to remember because if you haven't listened to the podcast like at least five times in a row, I'm not very happy. <laughs> um, so I said that I was going to get on the treadmill every day. I did say that I was going to do it at the same time as Laura, but I've realised that mornings for exercise for me just doesn't work that well. I wish it did because I love starting my day with exercise. I'm st- I still, to be fair, I still take the dog out for like 20 minutes, half an hour every morning, yeah. but it's not like, it's a little saunter. It's not like, you know getting your heartbeat up, you know, clusters like proper exercise. Um so I, I have been doing that every day, really enjoyed it. Um and I've I've started couch to five K again now. Um so I've got Joe Wiley cheering me on on the app. I would recommend that to anyone by the way if you want to get started. I did couch to five K years ago and it was just this like generic man's voice that was like you've reached the halfway point but like Joe Wiley's really encouraging. So it's a BBC Couch Five K app so if anyone look, wants to get started I'd recommend it really good. Um, so yeah, well done. my li- thanks, thanks. I know I just rattled through that, didn't yeah, I? Hold <laughs> like on. I was- let me praise you. That's <laughs> Sorry. Amazing. No, and I think thanks. as well, like thanks. it shows you've gone and got to know yourself. So you know, even the little things like you know that Joe Wiley works for you when you're doing your Couch Five K app, like nice one. And because I think that's the thing with exercise, you see so much stuff where it's like, oh, here's a generic plan. You can go and follow it, or like. You know, the cool thing to do at the moment is this, this and this. So, like, everyone's working out at, like, four in the morning. If that doesn't work for you, don't do it. Like, exercise yeah. is part of taking care of your body. So, you've got to do it in a way that you're happy with or just don't bother. It's my take. Yeah, exactly. And something that I would like to touch on in a future podcast is yeah. how I've been emotionally scarred from exercise with um, my secondary school experience of PE. But Laura knows what I mean, but we, we will talk about that at another time. But I definitely um, I definitely have a lifelong battle with exercise as a result. So we'll talk about that another time. Um, yeah, so, so Milo for the week. Um, so last week, my nan was really, really unwell. Um no, you know, the NHS are amazing, nothing to do with them as such, but we waited um 
We waited nine hours for an ambulance, so it was quite scary. Oh, um, but she's she's got more lives than a cat. She's fine now. Went to see her the <laughs> next day. Just to, for anyone listening, we are in a legal support bubble. She's had both vaccines, and it is a it is an actual legal support bubble. Not these people that go and see twenty people and say I'm in a bubble. So we are abiding by the Gov UK regulations. Um, but I went to see her the day after, and she sat in the chair eating salmon fish cakes like nothing had ever happened. And I thought, Amazing. you know what, love? Honestly, if you'd have seen it on the Tuesday night and then Wednesday, she's fighting fit. So, yeah, that was a low, but she's all right now. Um, and then me hi, this is equally, equally online on with your dentist appointment, is um, I've got a new water bottle, right? <laughs> right, I've got a new water bottle. But I don't want to be overdramatic here, even though I am overdramatic. Do it. Is, um, I really do feel like it's changed my life, this water bottle, right? Because, so, I, I had this water bottle back in work, um, you know, pre, pre-Rona. And when we all got told to, like, work from home and stuff, I'd left my water bottle on my desk. So it'd been there from March till I went back in. At some point in July, we all got asked to, like, clear our desks and stuff. And I thought, that water bottle's been sitting there unwashed for six months. It's definitely yeah. got coronavirus in it. So I binned it. And then I've been making do for months at home with, like, a glass or, you know, something else not yeah. great. So I, I picked myself up this water bottle, and I'm showing you now. No one can see it. Um, But it's a 900ml water bottle. So instead of a five, it's a nine. And also, top tip for anyone who wants to drink more water, because I, I struggle to drink two litres a day because... I just can't get the liquid in quick enough. Um, but I, I, but I absently mind. I absent-mindedly sip this straw all day, and now I'm drinking four, maybe five of these a day. Amazing. And honestly, and um, I to be fair, I I know I've got good skin. It's just in my jeans, but I feel like my skin's improved. I feel like my hair's improving. Like I generally feel better, and also. I'm getting so many steps in because I need to piss myself like every hour. <laughs> so I am up them stairs. So really, like, it's it's really like changed my life. It's just good for you. Yeah, and now I'm like, you know, especially I I don't know if you find this, but um, work wise through the week when I'm at my uh, computer, I do drink a lot, and then on the weekends because I'm like, you know, different places out on a walk or I'm not in the same usual space. Mm. I don't drink as much, but I'm finding because I've got now this water bottle, I'm filling it up, I'm having it, you know, while I'm watching TV, reading a book, which yeah. I never was doing before. So, yeah, from dentists and water bottles. No, that's that's 2021 for you. We're up. <laughs> but it is, it's so helpful. It's like I've had a two litre bottle for a couple of years now, like probably since I started like working and it does help because so, it's just there. I don't have to think about it. And I know that at least I have at least one of those a day. I'm on track to do like you know be good about it and stuff like that. And what I'm th- finding is really good is I've got a smaller one. So obviously, like a two liter one's pretty hefty. Yeah, that's quite hefty. Yeah, yeah you can't be taking that everywhere. So I have a smaller one, and when I go just even out for a walk or something, just stick it in my bag because it's I think you find the amount of times where you'll be like, oh, do you know what? I'm just gonna nip into Tesco and get a drink because I'm dead thirsty. Or even like, I mean, obviously, you know. You want your Costa coffee, all of our chocolate. I understand it. Go for it. But so many times, it's like, I'll go and get one for like four quid just because I was thirsty. Like, I could have had an orange squash for free. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm thirsty. I'm not like, I want a hot chocolate. I'm just thirsty. So, yeah. No, that's fine. And I'm a tight cow. Like, I am a full-on tight cow. So, anyway, I can save money. I am here to save money. <laughs> of money and having to spend it obviously if we're spending it it means we've earned it um this week um we watched a tiktok didn't we jess um by a creator i want to say artiste but you think it's a creator don't you (laughs) we watched a video by a creator who is called um too old for tiktok so i'm sure she'd appreciate being called an artiste because she's probably as old as us and she's too old for tiktok but she's there anyway. she's probably like she's probably like 19 <laughs> <laughs> she um shared a video recently talking about the whole concept of a dream job and to summarize the video in pretty much her opening quote she says 
So I feel like at this point, we all know that the concept of a dream job is a capitalist myth that's peddled to us when we're growing up to get us excited about the idea of selling labour when we're older. And I actually thought, like, I mean, what a statement. It dirty proper jumps out what you, doesn't it? And it just so much food for thought. Like, I shared this on, um, well, we both did, didn't we, Jess, on Instagram and Twitter that we were talking about it this week. So thank you to everybody who you know, is engaged with us and, like, giving us some of their ideas about it. And I had a couple of friends come back to me, um, and one of them was straight up, yes, you can have your dream home, your dream lifestyle, dream hobbies, dream environment, dream activities, but a dream job is just capitalism nonsense. And then I had another mate who went, like, she's actually living out her dream job, and that's how it feels for her. Like, she is living her dream job. Like, yeah, like, and it, it's hard, you know, it's hard. It's not always what you expect and all those sorts of bits to it. But, like, oh, she wow. kind of goes, I love that. Because she feels she's experiencing it. And I was like, that's so interesting. Because we're all, like, the same friendship group as well. So similar experiences and all that kind of stuff. And it was just really interesting to have those, like, two polar bits. And then for me to try and sit in it and go, what do I think? Because I actually think my feelings towards it is probably something in the middle. So, yeah. if you think about it at the moment, the way that the world is set up, kind of like my little segue into this, you've got to earn money because we have to spend money at the moment. So, our whole existence and the way that that is built is on the fact that bills are involved. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have houses for free. We don't have education completely for free, um, at least not past a certain stage. We don't have food and drink for free there are mm-hmm. stone cold basics that we just don't get for free now because of that you've got to earn money to go and pay those bills and i don't see why if you've got a dream home a dream lifestyle a dream hobby dream environment and all those sorts of things why you then would not have a dream version of something that you're going to do a lot of hours at to earn the money to pay those bills. So I think for me, with my practical head on and like looking at the world right here, right now, I kind of go, do you know what? You're going to have to do something for a job. So why not mm-hmm. romanticise it a little bit and find a, yeah. a really good way to it because you are going to have to spend a lot of time doing it. So do what you love. Mm. Um, and like for me, personally, over like 2020 and coming into this year I really feel like what I have in terms of career goals are actually massively connected to my purpose like you know what I want to go out and do in the world I'm like that's that's what I was meant to do kind of thing Mm. um whereas my passion would be stuff like travel like experiences Mm -hmm. and sharing goodness with other people and meeting other people and learning about the world just learning everything I want to know everything I'm gonna know it all yeah me too me. <laughs> um you know I want to go and do everything if it's possible to do I want to get it done so like I joke that I'm the cu- I'm the cat that curiosity is gonna kill like I'll just go out and do it and I found a way and even like with this podcast like having a chat to you is something that I love doing and we can learn about and all that yeah you know if you then like if you do something you know when people start off like um like Rupi Kaur for example she was wrote poetry like since she was a teenager because that's how she felt and how she wanted to express those feelings she now has books out and you know clothing and all that kind of stuff i'm not going to turn around and go you shouldn't be earning money for that because it's your passion not your job so i think i think it's that thing like i would absolutely love you know might get a bit communist here but everybody's welcome it's fine i I mean laura i feel like we're both on the same page (laughs) i would love to live in a world where you don't have to pay for your house. You don't have to pay for your electricity, for your water, for your education, for your food, for, you know. But until that happens, you do have to do it. And if unless, you know, you're quite happy saying, I just go to work to get the money and then outside of work is the only important bit to me. Fine. Like, if these, I think it's one of them, isn't it? As long as you're happy and you're healthy, I'm genuinely happy for you. But for me personally... If I'm going to go and be doing it, I'm going to make something out of it. And I'm going to make sure it's something that really, like, resonates with me. 
Can I ask about, so your friend who is, like, living her dream job, mm-hmm. is she doing something that she always wanted to do? Like, did she have one goal in mind and now she's achieved that goal? Or is it changed? No, as far as I'm aware, like, that's pretty much, you know, definitely since, like, university and all that kind of stuff, this is what yeah, she's wanted yeah. to go into. Um, And I think as well it's a really interesting thing because what she's doing actually is quite like what I would like to do. But it's that... But it's a job that is really stuck in with helping other people. Um, it's like it's a very kind of it's a service job, if you like. And I wonder if that's maybe a bit of a part of it is you have that balance of like, well, on one side of it, if you're doing something that helps other people, then that that's got to be there's a purpose element to that. So kind of and what if that pays your bills? Your dream really is to go and provide that service and be decent about it, absolutely pay your bills. But then there is that other side of it that's probably, I, with all the manners in the world, would say is probably more crude, where it's, oh, well, I want that job because I want that money off it, full stop. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, I feel like, I feel like for me, there's just, there's so many thoughts swirling around my head in this. So I'll just say, uh, I'll tell... I'll tell you all listening just a few thoughts that other people have um got in touch to say as well. Um because I think I relate to some of these. Like I think my idea almost takes a few different elements of that. Um so we had a message from Holly and she says, I think that we I think we I think we all think there's a dream job, but the realities once you get there never match expectations. So you have to manage them expectations and choose aspects that are important. Um, and then similar message sort of from Joe. So we all have pie in the sky dreams. She says hers would be a jazz singer, but now she's actually in working. Um, what a dream job to hear looks more like about something that she's good at, working with empowering people, a good salary, making a difference, that type of thing. And then Heather says, um, she's not sure there's ever such a thing as a dream job because. There's always going to be something that could make that job that you want to do better. And, you know, things like more money, more or less hours, the people that you work with. So I think my thoughts on this are really, are really mixed. And it's, it's interesting that you say you know what your purpose is and your passion. And I know what some of my passions are, but I have got no clue what my purpose is. I'm just still working that one out. Wish I knew. Really trying to figure out hard what that looks like. But I am, I am... I'm none the wiser. I don't know when I'm going to work that out, but I'm definitely trying to. Um, I think for me, like I still hold myself a lot to the dream job that I wanted when I was 15. And I need to somehow redefine what I want now. And, And it doesn't necessarily look like what it did when I was 15, but I still sort of like, I think I think anything I do now, I'll never be successful because I'm not reaching that dream from 15-year-old Jess, even though I'm 25-year-old Jess. And I just need to realign myself with that as well. Um, Yeah, and I I don't know, I think as well, there's so much we talk about work hard and you'll get where you want to go and all of that. But I do think that's a bit of a myth because there's so many factors at play and so many different things and there's not enough room for everyone at the level that you want to be at potentially and yeah or you know um you know depends on your gender or your race or other factors you you may have privileges or you don't or other people have them privileges and so you can work as hard as you physically can and you know put all them hours in and work all them evenings and weekends but does that necessarily mean you're gonna guarantee you're guaranteed to get where you want to go I don't think it does and I think that's where we need to we need to manage our expectations like um some of the comments have said about what yeah. that looks like and having that balance and just on that point though like is it not a thing of you can recognize that and we get it but like as much as you may need to deal with what the situation is still keep going though so like for example you know Kamala Harris is the first woman vice president right is she the first woman that's ever gone for that job no exactly no. yeah Someone has to be the first, don't they? Yeah, and it won't necessarily be you that is the first, but if you just, if you kind of take that dream out of syndication of effort, maybe no one else will try. Like, Mm. Hillary Clinton, whatever you think of her, has inspired generations 
at least two, I'm trying to be fair to her age here, but it probably is at least two generations of females. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, exactly the same. Nancy Pelosi, whatever you think of their politics, you know, they've inspired so many women, like Kamala Harris, probably, who's a bit younger than them, to just give politics a go. Because it, it was a man's world beforehand, and now we've got a modern vice president of the United States of America. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because I do think, like, all the the roles where women are, where women have been the first, or you know, whatever you know, the first of a certain type of person are in that are in that role. I do think there's there'll be you know so many people that paved the way and did the opportunities for them who are silent and we don't know about and we don't hear about and without their work i agree without their work we new people wouldn't then be able to take them roles but i just think it's a balance of i do think it's that don't pin like if you're gonna don't pin everything on it because i think if you define your worth by that and that alone like how how much you can achieve that particular success i think you know you're never going to potentially be satisfied or happy so i think it's just finding that balance of yeah of what that looks like i suppose yeah it is about it's about it is about working hard and about not giving up on your dreams but making sure you feel fulfilled in other areas as well like you don't want to be reductionist about it no. i think is the word it's that thing of because particularly you know if you go on linkedin or something and i know that it's a professional platform but like people will go on there and they'll talk about how they got to their their job like so i'm do you know what i'm gonna shred this this week okay this is my shred it all okay, right go for it the way that people reduce everything to their job so it's that thing of like you go on linkedin and people are talking about how they've been successful and they say i've been successful because i worked for 35 years and now i'm finally in this role and like it's and then full stop do you know what i mean and that's what gets me is like that that's where the full stop is because do you know what like you know samuel l jackson wasn't um wasn't a professional actor until after 35 and now he's one of the most like revered of modern times, and, and you know, too bright he should be. But so fair play to him for that. That he he worked for decades doing other stuff, and now finally he got to the place that he's at, and you know, definitely, definitely well deserved. But he's also like a friend and a family member, and he's done charitable work, and you know, there's there's just so many other things that have ever gone on his on in his life outside of his career so i think that like, it makes me really sad when i meet someone and they go um you know tell me about yourself and they'll say their name and then their job title like i'm not really asked like i you know it, it is good to know it is interesting it's, it's it's an easy conversation topic when you've just met someone and, and things like that but it's 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 part of your identity i don't think it should be your whole identity because i think sometimes you can fall down a bit of a a negative rabbit hole of oh you know for example someone might go i am a i'm a chief finance officer for a charity so that means i am working in this really um caring space but i've got this really significant and responsible role and you know earn a decent wage out of it whatever and they would put that forward as themselves and I might be chatting, you know, for me right now, single in a in a pandemic, I might get chatting to them and a couple of distance walks and whatever. And then finally, in like 20 years time, when we're allowed to go to a restaurant again, he takes me out for dinner. And, um, oh, sorry, we go out for dinner together. Always go Dutch on the first day. Yeah, I was going to say, it's um, the bill. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he has to pick it, obviously, because I have been living here in the middle of a pandemic so i don't know any restaurants so we can pick where we go but we'll pay for it jointly um but yeah like we'll go out and then if at any second he you know is rude to the uber driver or the person serving us in the restaurant or anything like that that's it i don't care if he ticks every single box i've ever had for a man and gives me some new ones that i'm really grateful for if you just if you think, oh, this is what I do in life, this is what I contribute, anybody who I don't see on my level, I'm going to be rude to, 
that's gone too far and I'm not having it because okay I remember saying this to some of my friends when we were coming up to graduate in and it was like oh my goodness what are we gonna do in the world and I was like there's a level at which it doesn't matter because to be honest there'd be taxi drivers in utopia every single role that exists does it for a purpose and is contributing one way or another yeah and some people love them roles yeah to be honest with you, how cool would it be to be a taxi driver a little bit? Like, not the people who vomit on your back seat, but, like, I mean, some of the conversations. I can't get. drive, Laura, so I don't think it'd be very cool for me. <laughs> you could be one of those, like, bicycle tuk-tuk people. I can't ride a bike either. <laughs> right, I'm coming back to Liverpool. See yeah. if you're allowed. I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike. If you can, because I need some form of, like, you transportation. Do? I basically just got married, so I had a chauffeur. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> tick the box, chauffeur for life. Yeah. But yeah, definitely, like, people have them roles. And I, what you said about, you know, like, people that sort of define themselves by that title, I definitely relate to because I remember... Because for me, and this is this is maybe a complicated thing to unpack, but, like, I was never, I was never like, not good at school. I basically have realised now that I'm an adult. Do you know what? I'm actually quite clever. And I was kind of a B-grade student without trying. And I kind of thought that everyone else was at that level too. But turns out that they're not right. And if I'd have actually put more work in, I could have probably been an A and A star student. But I, I wasn't... The idea of academic success didn't really mean that much to me. I wasn't bothered. Yeah. But work I always knew that I was going to be good at work and I always knew I was going to work hard and when I you know when I went to uni for six months and then I left it wasn't even six months it was like three months I'm just exaggerating there um when I left I remember distinctly like everyone else's twitter like a bio had what they did in and I remember thinking I've got nothing to write and it did it made me feel empty because I thought what can I define myself by because I, I had nothing, so I had sad. nothing, I know, I mean, I'm over it now, like, it was years ago, but, um, like, I had nothing to define myself by, and, you know, you've got to look outside them, all them other things, haven't you, that, that are important too, and I think, I think I'm still learning to do that, and think about them other factors, and especially some of the stuff that you can do outside work, and it doesn't have to be paid, I think what I'd like to mention here, just a little bit, is that I feel like a lot of people, almost take the idea of having like a side hustle or doing their own thing as superior and you know what if you work in an office all your life for someone else and you're paid a monthly wage that's okay you don't have to have these massive side hustles so you know 100 percent. you can define yourself by whatever you choose to these exciting things you do you know i'm loving doing this podcast i can define myself as a podcast host you know other things or you know i love getting out for walks i'm a keen walker do you know what i mean i love reading books i've got all these other things that i can define myself by now but there was definitely a period where i was like i have no worth in the world because i don't have a cool snazzy job title that i can define myself by on twitter that's uh i mean like so proud of you for getting through that but it does make me sad that that could ever be the case especially knowing you as well i'm like because I would say a million things about you before I got to your job. Yeah. So it's, it is, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because, I mean, not to put you on the spot here, but like I would like to think you could probably say a million about things about me yeah, yeah. before you got to my job. But it's, it's that outside-inside perspective yeah, thing, uh, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. And I always yeah. think as well, you, all, you always see better in other people than what they see in themselves, don't they? 100%. And I think it's one of them. Do you know, I was reading my CV before, right? I was just having a little look at it. And I was thinking, who is this girl that's done all these impressive things? And I was thinking, we should all read our CVs more often, you know, because we we talk about in them, don't we? We talk about, like, all the good stuff that we've done, you know, these impressive things. Obviously, we're trying to impress other people, so we put the best of ourselves out there. But none of that stuff is a lie. And you need to to look back and think, well, that was me. I, I did that stuff, actually, yeah, like, I am quite good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that's a side note, but I think it's important. No, absolutely bang on. But, like, so, because I, I kind of think this is is something I would struggle with if, like, my my passion was my full-time wage. Because, like, you know, I mentioned, like, my travel stuff. Like, I can pick that up and drop it whenever. Like, but if I was relying on that, I think something I would struggle with is is the criticism of it because it would be so personal to me 
obviously when you're like running a business or you're part of a business people have opinions on your work and I think as much as I look at my job and I go do you know what I do it a lot of the time I've got so much out of it that I'm incredibly grateful for um but there is a level at which I can go but that that's left there I don't take take it home with me on the on the emotional level but it's still, you know, it's still not that nice when people are like, oh, I think, you know, you know, when people disagree with you on your ideas and stuff, I find it, it's not the easiest thing in the world. So obviously I don't bother coming up with something for the sake of coming up with it. Like I came up with it because I believed in it kind of thing. So to have that taken away is always a bit of yeah. a, yeah. But I think, I think I would on a personal emotional level would find it so much more difficult if that was happening to something that was like my baby. You know, so I think props to people who manage that. Um, and I was just wondering, Jess, like, how do you feel about it? Especially like in marketing where it's also, you know, it's such a creative field, isn't it? I feel like you can end up putting so much of your own ideas into suggestions and whatnot. Like, do you have any hints or tips about dealing with that kind of disagreement? What I've learned over the years is that, you know, some ideas that you come up with are great and they're brilliant ideas but some ideas are just not right in the context of the business at that particular time. So I might have a great idea and still believe in it, but ultimately, you know, the hierarchies that exist in business, it goes to, you know, more senior people, they make different decisions than you. It perhaps um, doesn't align to their strategy, which might be slightly different to your strategy. So sometimes you just sort of have to not take it personally and think, well, I still believed in my decision. And I think you have to be confident to, especially in a field like marketing, as you say, it's very creative to understand that there's more than one way to look at the world and your vision might not be what someone else sees, but that doesn't mean your vision isn't right to you. If you yeah. actually, it was I'm funny thinking about this. There was a, um, in a, in an old job, it's just, just come to me brain then that, um, the, one of the CRM people were looking at, um, an email and they had three options on the screen and they were you know just offhand asking everyone what option everyone preferred and I think it was like about 22 of us you know in that team yeah and um half the people in the room said a and half the people in the room said c and here's little old me by yourself saying b but I was like no I like b the best and it's just good for you I think when it's when it is like some I feel like that it, it's okay to it's okay to have that and I think especially early in your career it can be hard to feel like you can stand up and say your opinion confidently because you feel like yeah that's not the right opinion but ultimately if someone is asking for your opinion it's your opinion it's not you know it doesn't have to be fake it doesn't have to be anyone else's you've just got a I think you're not gonna get anywhere in life if you just remain neutral and you agree with what everyone says you need to be a challenger if, if there's a genuine challenge there and you feel it, obviously if you agree then just agree but if you've you know if you've got a definite if you've got a re what i'm trying to say if you've got a challenge there please speak up and say it and that goes from a wider point of view because start small with them you know you work situations but also your friendship circles and then that can lead to a bigger point of view about changing the way things are perhaps you know in an equality term or a political arena calling out racism or homophobic behavior if you don't feel confident in your opinion about what that landing page looks like then you're not going to feel confident telling someone else that they shouldn't be using that language so it's definitely yeah. a journey, but you've got to find a way to speak up and not take it personally if someone um, doesn't agree with your opinion. Because if we all agreed, the world would be boring. All the orange juices in the, in the shop, oh, they all do look the same, don't they, really? That's a bit of a bad <laughs> example. But, you know, everything and everything, everyone's house would be the same. Everything would be the yeah. same. It would be boring. And difference is good. So, yeah, I've just learned to not take it personally, but... I'm learning more and more to speak up because at the end of the day, you're paid to be there. And people may, to be fair, people in their, in their careers may experience times where they feel like they have to agree. You know, if you've got a particular type mm -hmm. of manager or, you know, you know, 
sometimes we find ourselves in morally ambiguous situations where perhaps you have to do something that you don't feel a hundred percent comfortable with i know that i've experienced Mm -hmm. that in the past um so you know and to shout shout out your opinions you know loud and clear to everyone wouldn't yeah. you know you might not have a paycheck that that's how it might be for some people um but if you can don't be afraid to make your um opinions here but yeah just don't take it personally because um not everyone thinks the same as you no, I think that's absolutely bang on, honestly. Like that was like yeah. that was like a I monologue. Just a little pep talk then. I was, just, <laughs> I was just saying like, yes, I agree with all of it. Like, yeah. and I'm sure so many other people will just need to hear that as well because it is true. Like ninety percent of the time, people's reaction, well, what seems like a reaction to you, is actually an action on their part that's purely about them. Like, unless unless someone specifically turns around to you and goes, "It's about you." It's about them. I promise. Definitely. Definitely. This week, Jess, what would you like to whack in the shredder? What do you want to shred? Well, I really want to shred the hate that everybody seems to have about the term in emails or, you know, on LinkedIn, whatever. I hope you're well. And (laughs) I've seen, you know, over, you know, over the crazy world that we've been, you know, we've been dealing with. I've seen the memes and I get it. I understand, you know, we used to be saying, I hope you're well. And now we're like, I hope you are alive and still breathing. Like that's kind of what we've moved to. But everybody hates about, I hope you're well. But like, I do hope that you're well. I hope everyone is well. I never send that in an email. Not with without them pure, genuine like intentions. And, you know, if I emailed someone, work purposes I was a complete stranger and they came back to me and said you know what Jess I don't know yeah but I'm actually not that well I'd be like come on let's have a chat what's wrong I genuinely do care if I know someone well enough on an email I'd say how are you and I would you know I'm not again this is this is another topic we could talk about where you say yeah I'm fine you but I genuinely do hope everybody is well and if, yeah. you know, if all these people hate them, if you can give me another example of what we can use to, to convey that meaning that I do hope you well, then can, can you let me know? Because I'm sick of the hate. Because I do hope that you will. I really do. And, you know, yeah. maybe that's over the top and I get that it's just like generic business speak and all of that. But I am a, I'm a nice, kind human being and I want, I want the best for everybody. So I just want to shred the hate against i hope you're well because everyone listening i really really do hope that you will <laughs> no i do you know what i think you've hit the nail on the head with what the problem with it is it's that it's become so generic like yourself i you know genuinely hope that people are well like i don't wish ill on anybody at all but it is a thing now where it's gotten so overused and all that sort of thing where i'm just like yeah, you know, I like I'll read it sometimes. It's it, do you know what it is? It's what really gets me. It's when you get the, particularly on like in, whatever instant messaging thing your company uses. But it's that thing of, hi Laura, how are you? And it's just those little pauses in between, and I'm just going, no, you want to ask me something? Like, I, I it's know just you want older, doesn't it? Yeah, like I know you want something. It's fine that you do. I can't be asked with these seven minutes of pleasantries that we don't actually care about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think if we can get, get an that. alternative, and I know it's yeah, more... Yeah, I'm, I'm here. And it's more difficult as well, I suppose, when you're not in the office, because when you're in the office, it, you can do the how are you in person, in the kitchen or in the toilet. So when you catch someone, much more sincerely, it is hard when you're online. But... Put it this way, if somebody didn't ask me how I was, I wouldn't be offended. No, like, I've stopped, um, well, I, not all the time, but I've tried to stop. Um, someone emails me and they say, hi, Jess, blah, blah, blah. And then they say, like, you know, thanks, Laura. And then I, I reply back, hi, Laura, blah, blah, blah. thanks, Jess. So sometimes I've tried to not not keep saying hi and thanks every time I have the email conversation because why are we doing that like we don't say that in real life so I'm trying and also 
this may sound a bit cheeky, but I'm I'm stopping to say I'm not saying thanks on emails anymore. Where I've got nothing to thank them for, I'm the one doing them a favor. I don't mean in a rude <laughs> way, but like if they're saying, "Hi Jess, could you send me that spreadsheet?" I say, "Hi, yeah, of course, no problem. Spreadsheet attached." Why am I saying thanks? You've just made me do five minutes away. So I'm I am trying to do that more because again, you think how many times in your day you add up the amount of time you spend typing them extra words that you don't actually need to say. And then we just have, have an extra coffee break. Or no, have some yeah. time to extra time to listen to a podcast like this one available on all major streaming platforms. So smooth. Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Anyone would think that we worked in marketing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. So, Laura, my question for you this week is we all say, don't we? No regrets, because that's exactly what I wanted at the time, right? We all say that, <laughs> we all say it. And, you know, at times I do, I do believe that. But is there anything, you know, sort of, you know, education or career-wise to date that you would now do differently? Not necessarily that you regret it, but you do differently. I really struggle with answering that because it's weird, like... On a bad day, I would sit there and I'd be like, oh my goodness, I regret this, 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 and this. Or like, I would do this, 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 and this differently. Like, all those silly little things that, you know, ever happened and like make me cringe about and stuff like that now. So, you know, right back to whether it was education, like particularly when I was doing my master's, because I did my master's um, while I was training to be a special constable. And then I was writing my dissertation whilst I was at the very beginning of my current role um so there's a little bit where I'm like oh so much going on always was it was hard to focus you know um moving about all over the place and that kind of thing just headspace was minus a million um and then you know again I'm in a I'm in a job where I came into this and I knew nothing about anything Mm -hmm. Um, um, in that sounded every... like I was agreeing you with you. Sorry, I didn't mean it in that way. I was like, mm. but yeah, hey, you don't know, girl. No, like, <laughs> I was. It's fine. I was rest. Yes, know. yeah, I got. Yeah, I understood. Yeah, it was a, it was a, an agreement in like the the feeling rather than the that you didn't know anything. You know, fuck all. Um, but like you know, I would be in meetings and stuff with people who'd been doing this at least five years longer than me if not you know 10 15 and they knew their stuff and they had expectations of me and I was just like I don't know what I'm doing and me in that regard I would just go in so enthusiastically with all the energy and just try this this and this and ask all the questions and no 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 but like to do that you've kind of you've got to build relationships and build foundations for people just because I can see that you know in three years' time, obviously, I was going to be doing in that role what I'm doing now, and it's looking really exciting. But who were they to think that of me? Like, that was me and my self-belief trying to get to this place that I've ended up at. But they didn't they didn't know me from Adam, and I didn't know anything. So who was I to spend time on? Um, And so, and I think because of that and the way that I probably tried to handle it as a bit of a fish out of water, first time in a proper corporate professional job, there's definitely stuff where I would go back and go, could have been a bit more patient there. You could have been a bit more relaxed there. You could have been a bit, you know, those sorts of probably emotional sides to it. But I think, to be honest with you, I'm really sort of in, like, a peaceful mindset now of, do you know what? Where I am is absolutely fantastic, genuinely. I am so grateful for where I am right now. And I got here on the path that I went down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And because of that, it's a little bit like, and what? Definitely said stuff that I'd probably take back. Definitely, like, spent time on things that I probably could have spent time doing other stuff. Definitely could have thought about, I don't know, like, the prioritising of of just that work-life balance yeah, as well. You yeah. know, like I was saying, where I had so much going on with my masters and stuff at the start, definitely could have rethought some things a bit. Um, but ultimately, like, you know, 
January 2021, Laura. It's pretty sound. And I quite like it, to be honest with you. I love that. I like that. That is is empowering. We're going to go over it. Thanks, Laura, for that. That was great. I think we'll wrap the podcast up here and end on an empowerment note. And I don't know about you, Laura, but I was blown away earlier by um, the amazing and stirring poem from um, Amanda Gorman. She's the youngest ever American poet laureate. Um, she actually told the Times that her poem was not in, going to in any way gloss over what um, America's seen over the past few weeks and, um, dare she say, it, in the past few months as well. So I think the, one of the great things about poetry for me is that you can really... And I suppose writing in general is that you can really hear what the author's saying for what it means to them, but they've given you the the mental freedom to also be able to take what you need from it too. You know, like when we mm-hmm. all read Mice and Men in school and we all had to think that Curly's wife was a bit of a slag because she had red she had red lipstick and red nails, you know what I mean? I mean, how dare she? Maybe the author didn't mean that. So and I took I like red nails, do you know what I mean? We can take what we want yeah. from it. So I definitely think the way the world feels right now in 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 every situation, you know, whether and especially you know whether something feels more personal to you, that we can really take something from the last two lines of her poem, and um, they are, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. No, I absolutely love it, you know, and it's because I think it's what I really like about that as well. It's not just a case of paying attention. So finding that light and looking for the positive, even when it's really dark. It's also that call to action of do something about it. You know, don't just see that light. Be it yourself, like, you know, be that change that you want to see in the world. And I think she, yeah, her whole poem is such a beautiful summary of what's going on right now even the ugly parts of it and you can just you can it's a bit of a battle cry isn't it like of we can do better let's run with it and yeah i was so impressed by it yeah well i listened to biden's speech while i was making my tea last night and i was thinking i get what the guy's saying i get get what he's saying but like i'm not feeling like you know stirred up and then I watched it and basically I was cooking. I don't know what I was doing. Was I chopping something? And then I heard Amanda start speaking. And I was like, who's this girl? And then, I, you know, I went straight in and I was watching it. And then at the end, I was like, bloody hell. I was like, it's a poem. And I feel like the reaction she's had on social media as well has proved that. Like, that yeah. was really, it was a call to the nation. And it may, obviously, I suppose Biden can't speak in that particularly, like, spoken word way for a presidential speech yeah. it's not it's not what you'd expect so what and i always feel that spoken word h- hits me in a particular way definitely but i thought like yeah like it, it was amazing wasn't it it was just it were collective it moments in history where we all went shit we better get started literally no i think yeah it was great so um i hope that going into the next week you know you guys can really take that on yourselves and find that light not just in the world but also within yourself um because i think doing that is ultimately what's going to make everything better um and if you keep an eye on mine and jess's social media so her instagram is jesscorcoran.co.uk and mine is laura meets world one three um we will be sharing the article or video or whatever that we come up with for a topic for next week and we will absolutely be asking for your opinions and input so connect with us on there make sure you know what's going on and please do get involved because we love it when you do yeah thank you so much everyone stay safe and i really hope that you're all well (laughs) speak to you all soon (laughs) see you in two weeks bye Thanks to Evan Digital for the production of this podcast.